Here's Paul. Dallas has fouled the gift. Booker on a three. He got it. Devin Booker gives Phoenix a one-point lead with five from long range. Durant's got 11. Crank goes down. Durant has got a highlight. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. Welcome back, everyone. Happy New Year's, everybody, because this is the first episode of the new year. So I'm excited, and we got a lot, uh, quite a bit of stuff to talk about, including New Year's resolutions for each team. So I honestly don't want to spend too much time on this little intro. Just subscribe to the podcast. Drop Actually, there's ratings on, on Spotify now, so drop a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so drop a rating on our podcast. But then let's r- jump right into it. So um, first thing we want to talk about is Clay's return, which is going to happen in two days as of this recording, so on Sunday. Um, a, a few things about that. Of course, Steve Kerr uh, mentioned it this week that he's going to be coming back. Um, our little assumptions that he's going to have a minutes restriction on him just because you don't want to like have him thrown into a full 30, 40 minute rotation for him. And I think he's obviously going to have the green light to shoot the ball when he gets back, assuming he's going to be at a full mobility and full capacity when it comes to shooting the ball. Uh, I mean, that's really all I wanted to say uh, when it comes to that. I mean, you guys have other bullet points, but I want to pass it on to Reed for the rest of the rest of the site part of it. Um, yeah, so Clay was a pretty solid defender before, um, like one of the one of the better defenders in the league, uh, perimeter wise. So him coming back on this leg injury, it's going to be pretty difficult on him for that. So, um, you know, his value on that end of the court is probably going to take a little bit of a hit. But the main thing that I wanted to talk about was the pace, because the pace of the Warriors is one of their biggest strong suits and how quickly they move the ball, how much they move the ball. Um, and you know, their transition offense is really good. You know, they can hit Steph in for a wide open three, uh, and they were hitting clay for wide open threes as well in transition. But now since he's coming off of his Achilles injury, I don't think he's going to be as quick as he used to be. So I don't really see the warriors pace being what it used to be when clay was a hundred percent before his injury. But, um, I mean, the warriors are doing great things now, so I don't think it's going to really affect their team too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, like, you know, Reed was saying, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, difficult for Clay to, like, you know, make that kind of adjustment uh, when, once he comes back uh, into the NBA. Um, it, it might take a couple weeks. I mean, it agreed that it probably won't change that much in the Warriors, you know, play style. Uh, but I do think that, you know, it, it's going to take him more and curve a little bit to get back into the full shape for NBA ready. Uh, but, I mean, like, like – Reed summed it up perfectly. It's going to be really difficult for him to come back after being injured from an ACL and then an Achilles injury. Yeah, and speaking of the injury, um, our little question we had a little in this written up is that who came back from an ACL and Achilles injury that was good right after their injury? Um, we said nobody but Clay, KD. So we can talk Dominic about Wilkins came back to his same form as well, but everybody else that came off of an Achilles injury pretty much went downhill pretty hard. I mean, I think the biggest, uh, biggest, uh, not proponent, but uh, biggest uh, culprit of that is uh, Demarcus Cousins. We all know that Achilles injury absolutely destroyed his career. Uh, so pray that does not happen to Clay Thompson because I really want to see the Splash Brothers for another couple more years before they retire. So he got released from the Bucks last night. Yeah, that's tragic. Man, man had such a good, like I think three, four game stint before he got yeah. uh, released. So. Well. Do you think any team's going to pick him up? Just a little side thing, but like anybody anyway, thinks he's going to get picked up by another team? I think DeMarcus Cousins is going to get picked up. He's not what he used to be, not even 
close to what he used to be. But uh, if someone's looking for a center that they need, uh, DeMarcus Cousins off the pretty much, you know, the waiver wire is uh, definitely a solid pickup for most teams right now, I think. Wouldn't be a bad trout. Yeah. Just for teams that need it, obviously. Like, um, you know, like the Nuggets wouldn't be going for it when they have Jokic and then, you know, their other backup centers. But somebody, like even the Nets right now with, um, I mean, pretty much we're playing Aldridge and Claxton at the five. Yep. Marcus Cousins is not a terrible move. But... I think Clippers should go for him. I mean, they literally have, like, nobody on the team right now. Yeah. Clippers, yeah, right. yeah, these teams that are just, like, down bad right now with people out for whatever reason could use them. Oh, yeah. shit. Is Mac Biombo just signed with the Suns? Like, Dude, he signed for yeah, the rest of the season, that. right? Is that is that yeah. the deal? Yeah. Yeah, he's I mean, a dope-ass defender. I'm just know, saying. He's, like, he's hella old. I mean, like... Dude, <laughs> yeah, he's old. Joe Johnson's back in the league. I mean, like... Yeah. Shit. Yeah, right? Did you Big see Joe. what uh, Jason Iso actually Joe. said during uh, Dirk's um, retirement, uh, jersey retirement ceremony? Oh, cool. Wait, yeah. what? He like, he, like, gets up on the mic, and then he's like, you're, you know, we're giving out 10 days. You want to come back? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could. Anybody could come back. They were talking about oh, who is it? Um, who is it on ESPN? Said they were like, "Yo, you should get a ten-day contract." I think it's like Richard uh, Richard Jefferson or whatever. Yeah, like, Yo, Richard come Jefferson. back to the league. Telling him to get a contract again. And then he said, "Like, I'm not trying to uh, diminish my win-loss record. Um, coming back for ten days, so Ray Allen's gonna come back and try and beat Steph's record. Yeah, he's gonna come back, shoot a couple threes, <laughs> take back his titles, number one. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> it's a side tangent, but uh, Reed, you want to lead this next segment? It's about Kyrie. So, uh, yeah, so this talk is about. really quick right now. So Kyrie made his debut on Wednesday, season debut on Wednesday uh, against the Pacers at the Pacers Arena because uh, he can't play at Barclays Center <laughs> um, for a reason that I'm not going to go into. <laughs> but um, <laughs> right now, as a Nets fan, I think this is a very interesting time because at the beginning of the season, a lot of people were saying, or at least the coaching staff and the front office was saying, if you're not going to be here full time, we don't even want you part time. So, you know, just like don't even bother showing up, um, you know, and then they were going to figure it out from there. But um, now, since everybody is getting sick or injured or what have you, um, they had to bring him back now. And it's funny because a lot of these players that we see are getting like signed on 10 day contracts. Like we were just talking like Biombo, um, DeMarcus Cousins, Joe Johnson, all these guys who are like, oh, we haven't seen you in a while. Or they're like kind of like role players ish. But um, right now it's like Kyrie Irving, one of the better players in the league right now is being activated by the Nets because we need him simply. We just don't have the bodies without him. But I think hmm. it's going to definitely have a, a weird impact on the game right now for the Nets because right now Harden and KD are doing their thing. Um, and then adding another super ball-dominant player into that I think is kind of just going to put a wrench in everything, honestly. Um, and I say that now even though we came back from like a solid 15-point deficit on Wednesday against the Pacers. Because so of one man. Something's working. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that I don't know. He's definitely going to provide a lot of usefulness to the squad that we need right now. But I think the whole your turn, my turn, your turn thing between James Harden, KD and Kyrie, if they end up going that route, is not going to work out too well. So I'm curious to see how Steve Nash is going to stick him in the lineup and see, um, you know, how they're just going to move around with him uh, back in the starting lineup. And shout out to Lance Stevenson. Almost like destroyed the Nets uh, Wednesday. <laughs> so twenty two point like twenty points in six minutes. He had thirty points uh, in total that game. So I'm just all I'm saying. Lance Stevenson's back. 
Jace is not happy about Lance Stevenson, is he? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, I, I mean, we'll get into this later. I just like I'm. The Pacers might be one of the most confusing teams in the league to follow right now. Um, <laughs> but to, to you know, stay on topic a little bit, I actually disagree with your point, Reed. I actually think that uh, Kyrie will do well um, coming back into uh, into the team and that, yeah, there'll be a little bit of a learning curve. But, I mean, they did, he did pretty fucking well last, uh, last game. And um, at 22 points, definitely. Exactly. And um, I think that, you know, I, I do agree it's difficult to navigate around the your turn, my turn, your turn thing. But uh, what I will say is Harden definitely has started to get a groove this season with the old, all of the new rules and everything. And he's really starting to get a groove and emotion with it. Durant's Durant. You know, he's going to do his thing. Mm-hmm. With Kyrie added into that equation, I think you had actually add some versatility into your different lineups now because you can add somebody like, you know, Bruce Bowen uh, or Bruce Brown, not Bruce Bowen, Bruce Brown into uh, into the lineup. Um, you, could, uh, you can add um, LaMarcus Aldridge at the five instead. Sometimes, you know, you have some versatility with moving some guys around, whereas, you know, if, I think without Kyrie, it would have navigated that a little bit more difficult, uh, difficultly because uh, they didn't have as much star power coming off of the point guard position. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think that this at least will maybe not work immediately, but it will work in time enough for the playoffs. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I think a learning curve is definitely the best way to describe it. Um, what I'm nervous about for the playoffs is a seven-game series. Assuming it's a seven-game series, we play two to three games at home. Right, and then two to three away, depending on how it goes. Um, right. It's how uh, much you can have Kyrie for that. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. if it goes to a seven-game series and the Nets end up having the one seed, that's going to be Game Seven away. I'm pretty sure. Right. Game Seven at home. If he's if they're the one seed. Okay, so Game Seven at home. So if it goes to Game Seven, and we don't have Kyrie, I mean that's definitely going to be weird having him for most of the playoff series or like half of the playoff series and then coming in at a game seven when it really matters and not having him um i don't know it's going to be really strange is really the only word i can to describe it but i think you definitely make a good point he adds versatility there's no doubt about it i mean it's kyrie irving you know he's professional professional bucket getter so he's definitely going to score but um i don't know when it comes time for the playoffs it's definitely going to be an interesting uh way to navigate around that yeah, I mean, with with my theory, I definitely am banking on the fact that, like, New York either changes their policy by come playoff time or, like, this, that, and the other, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I do think that, you know, if they do have Kyrie for a good amount of the playoffs or most of it or if not all of it, then that would be – you guys are set. Yeah. I'll yeah. just say – It's going to be going to be a, a wrap, I think. Personally. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say um, people uh, lower seeds could take advantage of the Nets not having Kyrie for four out of their seven games. So they could just play the six games, win, win their home games, and then win at the away game. Uh, I mean, yeah, win at their away game at, at the Nets at Barclays Center if they don't have Kyrie. So if that does come to that. Hmm. Uh, speaking that of one seeds. I mean, it does also um, worth mentioning that just because the Nets don't have Kyrie doesn't automatically make it like a loss. You yeah. know, like playing at home. Um, I'm just saying but, they could. It's oh, one no, thing. Made, they could, definitely make a good point. You're right. Yeah, it's one thing to take advantage of. But uh, yeah, speaking of one seeds, uh, I know J- uh, James really wanted to talk about this, but the Chicago Bulls retook the one seed. Uh, I think yesterday or Wednesday, and um, yeah, you want to just uh, give your little points about that? Yeah, sure. So I mean, like the 
I think that it's it's you know tremendous to see if the Bulls have come back after like I mean it's very similar stories of the Suns. You know the the Chicago got a good team together and then now making moves and in, in you know during the regular season and now they're in one seed. Um, you know this was the exact same situation for the Suns last year. We uh, we were on a ten year drought of not being in the playoffs and then finally got good enough to actually make the playoffs with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But, you know, I think that there's some questions to revolve around, uh, you know, the one-seeded Chicago Bulls right now. And is if they have the potential to make the playoffs as the one-seed and if they will stay the one-seed for the playoffs, how far will they actually go? You know, that is a big question, in my opinion. I don't know. We have not seen them in the playoffs in a while. I think the last time that we saw them was with Jimmy Butler when Derrick Rose was injured. Um, you know, like that was a long time ago. So, I mean, they, they're, they've been out of it for a long time. So we'll see how they do. Hopefully, I, you know, I'm kind of, part of me is rooting for them. Part of me is not. But, um, you know, I think that they could, they have the potential to go somewhat decently far. But if I had to guess right now, I think that they'll go around the second round. Um, and then, you know, another big question, because they had a really big problem with this over the regular season, is will COVID affect their NBA uh, playoff ability? You know, if they have those four game stretches, I mean, I, I don't know, that sounds like a clean sweep to me if, if you don't have enough guys to be able to make the, the roster for the playoffs. I mean, otherwise you're just going to have a, a garbage team going against a playoff squad that's going to dominate them left and right and sweep them anyway. So, I mean, I think that that could definitely be a possibility in play and um, you know, do they have the championship ability? Who knows? Um, you know, they got a really strong team right, right now, and chemistry is there. That is a big, big thing that I like stressing about uh, throughout the uh, throughout the season is that the Bulls probably have the best chemistry in the NBA. I think arguably better than the Warriors, and that's uh, saying a lot. But um, yeah, I mean, like those were the big things that I wanted to bring up for the uh, for the Bulls, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. I've been on this Bulls hype train since the beginning of the season when they signed Lonzo and DeMar. Um, once I saw that, I didn't expect them. Um, I didn't expect them to, you know, take the one seed at any point. Um, you know, how long it's going to last, like you mentioned, is definitely up for debate. But um, the fact that right now is they have it, they're 25 and 10, I yeah. think. Uh, I don't have it in front of me right now, but yeah, so 25 and 10 right now, which is a pretty solid record. Um, and I think that right now, I mean, they have arguably an MVP candidate in DeMar DeRozan. They have a great scorer in Zach Levine and a good facilitator in Lonzo Ball. So with that big three that they have coming in, I think playoff capabilities, I can definitely see them making the conference finals. Um, now winning the conference finals is a different story. Uh, depends on, you know, what their schedule looks like, uh, depending on seeding going into it. But uh, conference finals, I can definitely see them going there. As for going all the way to the finals, it's going to be difficult. But I think the main uh, opponent and uh, roadblock that they're going to hit is going to be COVID and injuries, people being out for the playoffs. Because like you said, you know, somebody gets put into health and safety protocols during a playoff series, and then they're out for three games out of the seven best of seven series. That's pretty huge. So they're yeah. going to need to make sure that they're careful with that. 
Yeah, my only comment um, before we move on to the next segment is I think it's going to be based on how well the bench does. I think this starting lineup will tear up the, the playoffs. Bang. I don't know how far they're going to go, but they're definitely going to tear it up. Uh, the only thing I could see is that I think the bench needs to step up. Hopefully, I know Kobe White's been pl- having a really good stint for these past few games. Uh, yeah. when, when Alex Caruso gets back, he'll be a great piece to have back on the team. Troy Brown, Derek Jones. They all need to really play well and hopefully hold this if they have a lead, hold it or help this, you know, maybe uh, create a spark on each of these uh, during the playoff games. So I have confidence in their starting lineup, their bench, because uh, it's a different story. So we'll, we will see about that. Uh, I mean, I've, I'm rooting for the Bulls, man. I would be excited to see them in the playoffs again and actually compete for the finals. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. So. Since it is the new year and every team has their ups and downs, I think we we all uh, came together and brainstormed some uh, New Year's resolutions for each team. And these are we're all going through all 30 teams. We're not going to probably go in depth on most of them. We have highlighted a few we really wanted to go in depth on. But we're just going to rapid fire these through. And if we have some you know, extra comments, we'll just say them at the time. So we're going to go alphabetical order. We're going to start off with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, what we said is uh, they have to catch fire again and uh, get healthy. So when it comes to catching fire again, they're going to I'm talking about like the playoff, you know, fire that they had, like going to the Easter Conference finals. Once everyone gets healthy, they need to get on that that streak again. And hopefully build their win uh, wins back up to a decent reputable seed to get back in the playoffs. So that's all I had to say. So for the next one, uh, Boston Celtics, my team, um, uh, obviously, I'm going to say get more shooters and develop more shooters potentially just because this team really does need shooting. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, obviously decent shooters on hit or miss nights, I guess, because Tatum's still inconsistent as it is off injury. Uh, Jalen Brown's been really good. Uh, rest of the team, shooting-wise, I don't know where they are at. So. Uh, I don't know so if you guys have any more comments about that, but uh, <laughs> that's all I, I had to really, say. I don't really have nothing to say about the Celtics. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, of course you'll say that because we're a fi- I, I know I've accepted the fact we are a 500 team. All right, so I'm gonna accept that we're a 500 team. We'll see what happens. But uh, how about the that's next team? We were, that's not what you were saying a few days ago. No, <laughs> I did. We were talking. This man was this man was hyping up his uh his his lovers uh Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Oh, I was hyping them up. Yeah, but like the rest of the team could use a little help. I'll be honest. Especially after Jalen Brown blew that layup last night. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I was watching that game and I was just crying. I was like, dude, we could have we could have beat the Spurs and that would have been a decent morale boost. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you want to take the next couple? Uh, yeah, since Makoto, it is your team. While Makoto's crying, I'll take a few of these. <laughs> um, so next one, we got up uh, Brooklyn Nets. This one's probably fairly obvious, but we got to figure out exactly what's going on with Kyrie. Um, so he did come back, as we discussed before. But the whole situation itself kind of needs a permanent resolution. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but we need to figure it out whether it's a trade or getting the man the shot that he needs so he can play more. Um, yeah, he did, they just need to figure out what's going on with him. I don't think you guys really have much to say about it, do you? Nope. Yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, next one we got Charlotte Hornets. Uh, PJ Washington is on this squad, and he's getting 20 minutes a game, mm-hmm. I think it was. 20 right to now. 22-ish. Yeah, and personally, I think he needs more. Um, they don't have a rim protector right now. They got rid of Zeller this past season, and he wasn't even that good of a rim protector in the first place. Um, their defense is pretty horrendous right now, so I think that they need to kind of just figure yeah. that situation out on the other end of the floor. Mm-hmm. Last in the league in defense, that's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing that we got um, is uh, the Chicago Bulls. I mean, there's not much, much to say there other than uh, keep it rolling and keep winning games and wear a mask. 
Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, there's not much to say. Uh, not much to say then at one seed. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers up next. Uh, get Rondo in the lineup. Um, you know they they just uh, signed a deal with him for the trade. Um, so I mean I I think uh, once he gets into the the rotation, they'll start getting some things rolling, especially because they had some lack of point guards recently because of yeah, with Ricky Rubio getting injured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with, uh, Ricky, Ricky Rubio getting injured and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, I think that the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers are starting to get things rolling. They might actually make the playoffs this year, which would be awesome. So, I mean, it's good to see from them. Yeah, they are a top eight in the league. So, and they're in, obviously in the Eastern conference. So I'm, I'm happy to see that uh, they're good without LeBron. So that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> so next team, Dallas Mavericks. Um, they gotta get everyone involved because Luca and Porzingis or Tingus Pingus is carrying this team. You know, he's he's Tingus Pingus no more because he's actually playing really well. So I'm not gonna call him that anymore. So Kevin uh Christoph Porzingis is playing really well. The only problem is with the with that um Tingus Pingus is out, so I'm gonna call him Tingus Pingus again because he's out. Um got got the vid, so he's out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the one person I would not highlight is Tim Hardaway Jr. He was an amazing uh, shot creator, scorer, shooter last year. He needs to step it up. Uh, that's really what I meant by getting everyone involved. Like, just find more playmakers. Yeah. That guy needs uh, to get involved for sure. Yeah. And then for the Denver, Denver Nuggets, uh, bench needs to improve because uh, Murray and MPJ are out. So I think looking at this bench, it's not, no one really flashes out as exciting or like great because the people who already are like re- playing really well are in the starting lineup, like Will Barton, for example, stepping up from uh, Jamal Murray, uh, playing really well. So for the bench unit, who's left? Like Frank Capazzo. I mean, he's he's good, but like he's not really someone who would like. Oh my God, it's Frank Capazzo. We gotta like game plan around him on the bench type of deal. They, so they still have, bench um, needs to step it up. They still have uh, Monte Morris. Uh, Monte Morris is out with a foot injury. Uh, he's out for either the yeah. vid or a foot injury. I don't remember what it was because uh, I remember he was injured. So he or he is injured. And they got rid of Gary Harris. Too, yep. right? They traded yeah. away Gary Harris. So, yeah, yeah I don't. <laughs> that's that sucks. Yeah, at least Grant a couple of years ago. That was stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You got the next one to read. Yep, uh, Detroit Pistons just get these young guys experience. They got the uh, number one overall pick this year, and it's really just going to be about them kind of finding their chemistry for the next couple years. I don't think anybody's expecting them to do nothing crazy in the next, like, even two to three years. Um, yeah, they just got to get these young guys experience. The only thing I want to add to the Pistons is freaking, like, play through, like, Jeremy Grant. Like, what are you doing? Like, the kid's, like, clearly talented. Is he? He's out for yeah. a thumb. He's he, out for he a thumb injured. injury. He is, he is yeah, he is out right but, now. But, like, play through him when he comes they back. Should build, yeah, they True. should build their team around him. Yeah. Absolutely, I think. He's a – I don't know. He, he's a great scorer, and he was a pretty good playmaker from what I was seeing as well. He commands a lot of off uh, defensive attention. So, definitely the Pistons kind of just need to figure it out. Honestly, a sidebar for their New Year's resolution maybe is just get a new front office. Because it really hasn't been uh, doing it for them these past couple of years. Oh, Should have been Van Gundy there, GM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good idea. No, I, no, I agree with you. That's not a bad idea at all. <laughs> man, man is smart. All right. Um, all right. So next one, we got Golden State Warriors. Um, I would go more into this, but we kind of 
talked about it before in the beginning. Yep. Um, basically, right now, their resolution is get Clay to 100%. Um, you know, that's pretty much what they're looking at right now. Even without Clay at 100%, they are second in the West. Yep. So they're obviously doing something right. So they just got to keep trucking uh, and then just get Clay to 100%. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next we got the Houston Rockets, um, you know, similar to the Pistons, kind of just get their young guys going, um, you know, try and get Jalen Green back and Kevin Porter Jr. needs to stop having mental breakdowns during halftime. Uh, <laughs> and also uh, really quick, really quick, so, but we need to talk about this. Did you guys see what their announcer said? Yeah, no. I saw that. I did. I, I did. What did he say? He was so – yeah, this is like kind of like messed up like so the dude so he uh no, i mean to be fair there are two sides to this um sure. from what i've read but yeah yeah there okay. are there are two sides to let's, but, let's hear this uh, real quick kevin kevin porter jr like shoots a three on like one play and like the announcer goes um it's the game winner or yeah he hits the game winner and he and the announcer goes pulls the trigger uh like his father well okay cut it we're moving on to the next one indiana pacers let's go not good not good indiana pacers james yeah. James, you're so, taking the Pacers. <laughs> the Pacers next up. Um, That's it. Slowly no. along, uh, but uh, yeah, but, uh, they got they got they got to blow it up. I mean that that team that they either got to pick one player that they're gonna build around, or they they gonna blow it up, blow it up completely, or you know like they got to figure what out what they're. They got to go all in it. on one strategy right now. Exactly, because they they've been like the most mid team for the pat like for I don't know ever since I I can remember for a while. Yeah. They, they don't know what they're doing. Team. They literally don't. Since PG, like, they've been mid. Yeah, yeah, they have good players, but, I mean, what are they doing with them? You know, pretty much jack squat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they got Rick Carlisle. They're racing Rick Carlisle on a bad team. He's an amazing coach. I'm just going to say dude, I feel so bad for Rick Carlisle because he came back to the Pacers and he's like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I came back to this. Absolute crap show. <laughs> yeah. Um, another possible crap show just because of injuries, uh, Los Angeles Clippers, um, basically just get healthy because Kawhi and PG are out. But, uh, James, did you say how many weeks was it for, uh, PG? Is it uh, back? PG, oh, oh, it's about a month, like three weeks. Yeah. Roughly. I think he's, two, I think he's three to two weeks now because, yeah. uh, he got injured. They put out the report like on Christmas that he was going to be out for a month. Mm-hmm. And then Kawhi should be back sometime. Possibly. It's possibly. We don't know that for a fact. They all the only thing that we that was reported that I saw for a fact was that it is a strong possibility in quotations that he will come back at some point this season. That is doubtful. Um, I yeah. promise you that that is and doubtful. I've seen two reports. Comes back with the like amount of impact that the Clippers would need from him is also another story. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen two reports that say that it's a strong possibility. Everybody else is saying that he's not going to come back for this season. Yeah. Okay. And then for the uh, the other L.A. team, the Lakers, where are your shooters at? Um, and also the roster is not constructed around LeBron. I mean, those are all pretty self-explanatory. So, uh, Reed, you got the next two. Yeah. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies right now looking Pretty dope. Um, I like the Grizzlies. John Morant is one of my favorite players in the league right now. Uh, they got Triple J as well. Sir. Um, Dylan Brooks is also stepping up for them these past couple games. I know he came off of some some vid and some injuries, uh, but now he's he's playing pretty well. Um, they have a lot of good role players as well. You know, they have a pretty solid roster right now. I'm their fourth seed right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure they're the fourth seed right now in the West. I'm very. Um, so 
right now their new year's yep, resolutions don't peak too early um you know basically do you want um, do you want me to elaborate because i wrote this yeah, one you kind of wrote this one so i was a little yeah. yeah so my point is that they're on an amazing win streak since like early december and some teams that peak too early in the regular season, like, you know, examples, one of them is Jazz sometimes peak too early in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, they go into a slump, you know, like when it comes up, it must come down. So they might like do trash in the playoffs and might just get out as, uh, like first round. So they really got to pace themselves. They're, they're a young team, but they still got to pace themselves to make sure they don't, I guess, expend all their energy or expend all their, I guess, motivation early in the season and try to like get themselves right for the playoffs because they are a playoff caliber team. So that's kind of why I said, like, don't peak too early. Yeah, good on them. They're one of the more exciting teams to watch, in my opinion. Um, I yeah. think John Morant pretty much took over Barclays Center the other night. Um, the dude, like, dunked from mid-range, basically. Like, absolutely insane. The dude is yep. dude is crazy. Um, so for the next one, we got Miami Heat right now. This one's going to be super quick, pretty much just get healthy. Um, I think the funniest thing about the Miami Heat this season is I don't know if Everybody else forgot about this, like I did. But Victor Oladipo is technically on their roster. Yeah, and um, still on the IR. Yeah, so he's been on the injury list for quite a while. Uh, him coming back, I haven't heard much about it. But um, I just thought that was interesting, uh, something worth mentioning, because Victor Oladipo is a pretty solid player. He was a, an all-star on the Pacers, uh, or at least all-star caliber. I don't know if he actually got selected, but um, – Man is a man is a good scorer, uh, solid solid size, um, you know, defender as well. So they just need to get everybody healthy uh, and get these guys out there. But they're playing really well right now with what they have. So good mm-hmm. on them. I'm kind of talking about the box, otherwise I'm just gonna get pissed. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll take the next two, and then we'll pass it on to James, and then yada, we'll do the a different. We'll switch it up. We'll switch the rotation up. So the Bucks find create some facilitators and playmakers. Um, this mainly is because it seems like. Uh, the three players, of course, Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis are doing all the playmaking and facilitating, and the rest of the team is just kind of standing there, not doing too much. I mean, obviously, you know, Pat Connors has been great, but, like, you know, the rest of the team could be doing a little bit more when it comes to, like, helping, maybe having them create their own office or helping the, uh, helping the main three uh, main three stars actually, like, get them the ball or, like, get the, get the offense going through them, yada, yada, instead of having them have to run the offense, so... Yeah, I mean, that's what I kind of said for that one. And then the T-Wolves, uh, fix your depth. Uh, again, bench, no, non-existent. Uh, T- D-Lo and Cat getting injured all the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then next is uh, the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. Uh, basically, with, you know, you can't rely on Zion coming back too much. Uh, they, I think that they are holding a lot of their cards with, uh, with Zion and – you know, especially with his weight gains, like I mean, it's not it's not looking great for for Pelicans to do well here. I mean, right now their best players are Devontae Graham and Josh Hart. So I mean, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, Ingram. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's uh, there's. Do you guys have any other things to say about the Pelicans that you wanted to add? All I right. think that the Pelicans are in a very odd situation that they kind of put themselves in. Yeah. Um, with Zion right now. Um, I saw something today that said he's going to continue the rest of his rehab, like in Portland for whatever reason. Um, and he's like nowhere close to a return. So him coming back Great. this season, completely out of the question. Um, I think the question we need to start asking about Zion is, are we ever going to see him back again? Not just this season, like ever. I'm, I'm very concerned that he's going to be a Greg Oden situation. Mm-hmm. Where like, we might never see him again. And even if he does come back, 
Um, it could be like a almost like a Demarcus Cousins thing where he's going to be a complete like husk of his former self. You know, mm. so he's in a weird spot right now. I hope the best for him because yeah, he was an exciting player to watch, especially when he was on Duke. But Excellent. right now, I think the question is about seeing him back in the league period as opposed to just this season or even next season. Yeah. Oh, you got the next one, by the way. Oh, my bad. Um, and the, the next the next one that we have is the New York Knicks. Um, you know, there's a, there's a little bit that could be worked on here. Uh, their backcourt could use some work. I mean, Fournier is doing okay. Um, and, uh, you know, well, obviously, they, didn't they get rid of Kemba? No, they still have Kemba. It's just – kind of on and off kind of thing as he was yeah. on the Celtics. So exactly. nothing I haven't seen before. Yeah. So. I, I, I heard, I saw a bunch of like trade rumors that they might get rid of Kemba. So I didn't know if that happened or not. I would too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they need some work. Um, Julius Randall, um, you know, going off as usual, but uh, needs to stay healthy. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then yeah. for the, I guess we um, have read you're up. Oh yeah. I can take these next two. Um, so Oklahoma City <laughs> acquire more draft picks. They just need to start stockpiling more draft picks. Than they already have been. Um, I'm pretty sure they own the draft for the next like three years or something. Um, but just keep getting those picks. Um, that's all they need right now. Um, but yeah. in all seriousness, if they actually do keep getting picks, they're gonna have a ridiculous amount of trade assets and so, talent yeah. to work with. And talent, of course. So good on them for that. Um, next one, Orlando Magic right now. Strangest team, in my opinion, this season. They have a relatively talented roster, but they've won seven games. Um, so really weird what's going on with them. Um, but right now their New Year's resolution is uh, look for a potential trade in Jonathan Isaac right now. Uh, Jonathan Isaac is a pretty solid piece <laughs> for them, but um, I think he's still out on injury though, right? He's been yeah. injured every season. They need to get rid of him while his value is still high. So they're just going to they're just gonna get rid of him. Um yeah, I don't know why they even still have him. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for them. They just need to figure out what the hell's going on because they have um, Mo Bamba, who's been stepping up this season. Um, Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, who is an absolute dog right now. Yes. So I don't know what, yes. they're, doing. I don't know what they're doing with him. Yes. Uh, speaking of trades, the 76ers, um, we should really make up a nickname for him, like Tingus Pingus, because Benson is the back on this podcast. The Sixers need to trade him. That's their resolution. That's all they need to do because they're pretty good without him. So just get rid of them at this point. So I, we got to brainstorm some some names, like a funny name like Tingus Pingus for, for Ben Simmons. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. And then the Suns, absolutely nothing. Because, I mean, it's, it's James and Green, I think we all agree. We all yeah. agree that they're, they're relatively healthy and the roster is, like, constructed really well. So I, I don't – there's not really much to critique. And Maybe the bench needs I, a little help, but, like, that's not I don't know it. how this has happened, but every single team has been riddled with, like, health and safety protocols except the Suns. Yeah, well, go. They just go to practice and go home, I guess. But it's yeah. they're 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 committed, man. They're committed. Ebooks uh, going home to Kendall Jenner every night, boy. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go out. Um, can't cry about it, Ben Simmons. <laughs> All right, uh, you got the next. Then, uh, the next, uh, the next uh, team that we're talking about is Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I wanted to t- talk about this one a little bit more, uh, just because. Um, they need so basically we wrote down that Lillard needs help. I actually think that Lillard should leave. Um, I think that he should go to the Nuggets. I think that that would be a great uh, place for him to go. I think that they would give him a fat green light, and they he would dominate with Jokic as well as um, 
uh, keep him if once Murray comes back. Um, so I think that honestly, at this point, Lillard needs to consider possibly, uh, you know, saying screw loyalty and I want to get out of there. there. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that he really needs to leave the, the Blazers. But um, in terms of the Blazers as a team, I mean, they they need to get their crap together. I mean, they're not. They're not pulling any weight right now. Um, they're losing games that they shouldn't. They're winning games that they shouldn't. Like, uh, it's, it, they're they're a mess right now. So they need to figure that crap out as well. CJ not uh, being healthy is not good for them. Yeah, um, the biggest issues plaguing them right now. Yeah. Um, then we move on to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, destroy the team, like literally, just just blow that shit up because uh, it's not working at all. <laughs> uh, and it hasn't been working for I don't know how many goddamn years that the Kings haven't been close to the playoffs. Blow so. it up like the bathroom after Taco Bell. Exactly, man. Exactly. Or the <laughs> you know. Oh uh, my god. But uh, but pretty yeah, self-explanatory, though. It, it is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, Get yeah, buddy healed out of there. Like a 15, 15 season playoff drought or something like that. Something, yep. something yep. crazy. Yep. Yep. crazy. Yeah. Get buddy healed out of there. Mm-hmm. Wasting his talent. And De'Aaron Fox wasted. Facts. Yep. Wasted. Uh, all right. Um, so uh, yeah, for the yeah, I got this next to uh, San Antonio Spurs developed the young guys. So self-explanatory. I don't need to say much. They have an amazing young core, uh, and also the youngest team that Popovich has ever coached. So I just want to put that out there into the universe but uh toronto raptors for the next one uh keep this upward trend they got siakam back and i think they there's another play. oh yeah they got a uh, scotty barnes no scotty barnes or og and Anobi, one of the two but they got him back and they're, they're basically their starting lineups at full strength and they've been playing really well this past month so keep it up yeah. and then the last two you can take just handed an l to freaking bucks let's go boys <laughs> Yo, stay fans out there if there are any bucks fans are watching screw you even though he's a Suns fan, he's in a complete opposite conference. But you know what? He's pointing at someone very specific. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very specific right now. Um, yeah. yeah, so these last two, we got Utah Jazz. This one's pretty obvious. Nullify Gobert's weakness. Great rim protector. Horrible perimeter defender. Figure that out. Otherwise, you're going to keep losing in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Washington Wizards. Last one. Uh, their main rotation just needs to shoot better from three. They have some solid guys. Um, they've been doing really well. I know how much everybody hates on Kuzma, but he's been playing well for them. Bradley Beal scoring. Um, David Davis Bertans is pretty much their main problem right now, in my opinion, for their starting lineup. That man needs to shoot better from three, but once they fix that, they're going to be a ginger piece. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll just say I'm going to throw this out as well. Bradley Beal is shooting 28 from 20% from three. So, and Kyle Kuzma is shooting better than Bradley Beal from three. So that says a lot uh, about the <laughs> shooting three. What? Yeah, face palm. I mean, Brad. Brad's never been like a great three-point shooter. Yeah, sure, but it still like, it still shows player? a lot. All right, well, that's what I'm saying. See, Kuzma's not, you know, give a man some credit. Yeah, but yeah, that's all the all the um, news resolutions. Hopefully, these teams can fix it up, or at least some of them can fix it up, so they can play well in the playoffs. But yeah, that is it. We are running low on time because we are on Zoom until the end of January. We'll be back in person, hopefully. You know, all this new stuff going on, we don't know. But, yeah, let me knock on wood and uh, pray we go back in person so we can have an in-person podcast again because I really love the in-person. So, yeah, until next week, everybody. Peace. Peace.